Hey everyone, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. What up, LA? <laughs> we're a little hyped. Uh, yeah. A <laughs> just... couple things happened today. Oh, clearly we're excited. You go first. What's ah, happened? Well, we want to talk about that halftime show or what? Oh my goodness. You start. Uh, well, in my opinion, I believe that true musicianship and artistry is coming back. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, no haterism on the style of rap that's around today or the singing that's around today. But when you hear it live and in effect, you just have a, a deeper love for true musicianship and someone that can pick up an instrument and actually play it. And again, no haterism on anybody on what they're doing in today's music. It's just, that's what I'm from. That's where I was born. That's what I grew up hearing and really learning to love about musicianship so that it was just a really entertaining halftime show for me. Right. I love the whole shaboing boing. Oh yeah. From the way they had everything set up. I was super proud of the excellence in which they all did their thing. Yeah. And it was so good to see all of them again and the live bands. Of course, I'm going to give a shout out for whoever put that together and they had different sizes people represented there like it was just exactly uh, like the the positive messaging that should go out you know what i mean right like they were all about it right oh my goodness and then you know because you're in a band i think i'm just so drawn to band members now and you don't see live music like that anymore no you really don't um and so to see especially when eminem so if people have listened to any of our episodes before, I think I mentioned that Eminem was someone that I really liked, like as a lyricist and stuff like that. But I was so drawn, especially to that drummer. You want to talk about like high entertainment and just very engaging and high energy. Like that was him. I don't even know who he was, but they were just so, so good. And of course, Mary J. Blige, uh, the, the female, entertainer there she just held her own and you're talking about a group of people who have aged right like this is from our time our younger years right and just like us they've aged beautifully (laughs) (laughs) right it's like oh well look at us right so that was great and then watching the super bowl at the um, i don't i'm sorry i don't know these terms but wherever it is they make the touchdown end zone end zone thank you uh just the message there of end racism yeah. And so I I was all about it. So let's touch on the, the Super Bowl just real quick because yeah. the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl. Yes. And that's amazing. And although I'm not a big sports fanatic, uh, I did used to follow yeah, you did. Uh, the Rams back in the day when mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Warner and Mar- Marshall Faulkner was um, very big. And well, they were on the Rams at the time. And I believe they were in St. Louis during that run. However, it it sparked a little bit of interest, like <laughs> maybe I might just watch a little bit of the Rams next year just to see what's really going on. But I enjoyed that game. Um, I don't normally enjoy football like that, but I've been tired. So it was right. a good unplug and let's sit down and just relax and, and take my mind off of the push and the grind of things. So yeah, it was a great game and congratulations LA Rams and LA Rams fans. And Heck yeah. you can't be mad at someone who worked that hard to achieve something and then reach their goal. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, California really needed a boost like that. And I think just our country in general, 
And I'm going to be honest, when I saw the Super Bowl, I just kept thinking about the people together and the celebration. Wow, and tell how, me about yeah, it. Yeah, and it just felt like, is is the pandemic going to end? Like, are we really doing this? Because it just felt so good to see it. Well, I'm going to say this because I I know from people that I know and yeah. people that I've hung around with, a lot of people have ended the pandemic in their minds anyway. Yeah. And so is it right or is it wrong? That's for each individual to determine. But I'm just telling you what I've heard and what I've seen. Me personally, I don't want it. I don't want any more parts to do with the pandemic. And I hope that this is slowly coming to an end and that we're about to see a change in, in the weather, change in the temperature and change in the people. Yeah. Uh, I think enough people have did their their due diligence and getting the medical assistance if you want to call it that through vaccination or, you know, I don't like to use that word for specific reasons, but through medical treatment, I hope that that has accomplished it, its goal, goal and we can move on. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to say one more thing. When Mary J. Blige sang her song and it was towards the end of, end of her performance and she said, peace of mind, remember that part? Yeah. And she was like tapping on her head. I felt that. Oh yeah. Like, we just want peace of mind. There's just so much that's going on. So that old Super Bowl, probably deeper than what most people took it as, but it was very deep to me. And then not to mention the commercials. I thought just their whole messaging was on point and the different diversity, right? Yeah. That might've been a repetitive. Yeah. Uh, well, so I don't like to go with diversity because diversity is typically used in certain okay. situations. And it's not that I don't support one over another one, but when you start talking about race and equality, uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. And and I'm one of those kind of people that you cannot put two different situations in the same box and say it's the same thing. It's so not. Got it. Cannot do that for yeah. me. So when you start talking about uh, equality, I'm starting to see some difference in how they're treating the equality because Mm -hmm. we talk about it all the time. We just don't do it or see it in full effect. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to see a change in the tide of equality. Now I get it. Every time you see something on TV is not going to be equality. And every time you see something happening in the news, it's not going to be equality. But when you get these glimpses, you know, there's hope there's a, a silver lining in the in the storm, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, that's how I felt too. So I know that you know Black History Month is the month we're in, and throughout the episodes, you've shared some quotes here and there. And so, do you mind sharing your part now? Absolutely not. I would love to. So this week, I'm going to be briefly speaking about Josiah Henson, and he is the original Uncle Tom. Now. A lot of people have this very mixed up. They think that this Uncle Tom word is calling someone something bad mm-hmm. because that's what the yeah, that's what I thought. traditional uh, history teaches mm-hmm. us. If you're an Uncle Tom, then you're a bad guy. Right. But knowing who the true Uncle Tom is will change your mind and change the light of what history has really brought forth. Okay. This man, Josiah Henson, uh, was around during these tough times. Now, I'm I'm slightly changing my vernacular when we talk about slavery because 
everybody wasn't a slave during this time. Mm-hmm. There were free black people during this time. And so what you have to understand is that the people that weren't free, there was a reason why they weren't. And so I'm not here to teach anybody anything. I'm just telling a simple story. So that's why I only give the the, the facts and the things that I know to be true and um, don't go into the why. Mm-hmm. It's, if you want to know the why, it's up to you. But Josiah uh, Henson was a guy, a man that, struggled during this time, lost a lot of things. His his father, his mother, his family was separated and uh, he was taken advantage of quite severely. And I just think it's worth digging a little bit deeper. So we're, we're just going to spotlight Josiah Henson, the true Uncle Tom. And uh, if you want to do some more digging, I encourage you to do so. I definitely am going to do that. I've written his name down because, um, yeah, I don't know that. So good learning. Um, before we go any further, because when this airs, a lot of our listeners, a lot of people celebrate Valentine's Day. So I want to say, gosh, how much we love you guys and the fact that you tune in and you share your feedback. We've said that multiple times. So thank you for the love. Yes. And um, I hope that we're, you know, returning that love. That's really important to us that you feel Absolutely. that even right now as you're listening So we are going to wrap up um, Love for Self. We've talked about that for a few times. But before we do that, I just wanted to throw some questions out there. And we talked about self-care, self-love. But Corey, like in this last week or two weeks or whatever, what's some ways that you've shown love to yourself in the practical things of life, right? So as I said, uh, the last episode that we talked about self-love intently, um, I've been allowed to have coaching sessions. And Mm -hmm. in my coaching sessions, I I pinpointed um, something that I'm doing to myself that is probably not considered loving to me. I'm allowing myself to get stressed out. I'm allowing my, my anxiety to get overran because I'm pushing so hard to accomplish a few goals. And so this past week has been the week for me to self-love by learning how to unplug, learning how not to try to control everything mm. that, that I'm working on. I can't control everything. And so instead of me attempting that control, I'm saying to myself, Corey, you can only control you. Right. You can't control anyone else. And that that kind of segues into the culture that we're in where people are convinced that they can control other people, make them do the things that they want them to do, be it a mask, be it a vaccine, be it a, a, a cancel culture, whatever it may be. We don't have the power to control people that don't want to do something or do want to do something. And that's the most important thing. We have to just learn how to love one another for who they are. And if there's something going on, hope and pray for change as we did in the past. Mm-hmm. That's what caught, that's what happened with change. The civil rights movement happened because of hope, prayer, and just standing your ground. It didn't it didn't come by me going in or anyone else going in and changing people. People don't right. want to change; they're not going to change. Yeah. And I can't do that. So my way of loving me was convincing myself: you only person you can change is you. So work yeah. on you. Love that message of hope. And trust and, you know, believing that, in fact, 
I am going back to the Super Bowl, and I'm sorry, I'm bad with names, but the guy who got to the quarterback at the very end. Uh, Donald or yeah. O'Donnell. I forgot his. Aaron Donald. I, I okay. Believe. And he said, you know, I dreamt about this. I saw this happening. You know what I mean? And I told my daughter when she was five that this was going to happen. Right. And that's the hope we're talking about and linking it to peace of mind, right? So you're giving up the fact that you're not in control of others and you're accepting people where they're at and loving them exactly where they're at. So, and that brings peace of mind because it can really drive you crazy when you're just wondering, why are you doing that? And what don't you get? What don't you understand about this? If you would let me control you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. So for me, and it sounds so different than what you're saying, but we have so many added pressures and, and time management issues when you've got a lot going on. I have just started the whole Instacart lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) and I've heard people talk about it, right? but I was like that much a year. Oh, I don't need that. Like, you know, we're able to go to the store ourselves and whoop, whoop, this and that. But now that we're doing it and we're just able to order it, we're now able to spend more time with each other, um, more time for chores in the house, time to go out and and have relationships because with others, because that's what we're going to be talking about in a little bit here. And so it was just really about the balance. Like I've got all this stuff to do. And if I can simplify a piece of my life somewhere, absolutely, it's it's worth that. It's absolutely worth every second of it. And it's, it doesn't cost that much, so it's not a, a big pull on the wallet. Now, when you have some financial strains, I would advise that you definitely look at your budget and see if that's something that you can do. But if it's not, then, it, like she said, it saves some time, it saves some effort and energy, and it just helps you be able to balance your life a little bit better. Yeah. So Genco, meaning Corey and I, Genco, Samco, we're going to sponsor a really fun event So by the time Spring Forward comes, we are actually going to gift an Instacart to one of our listeners. So be on the lookout for the details on that. Of course, it's going to involve, it could involve going to the Shameless Band stuff, um, engaging on Instagram. So those will pop up, but we'd love to gift uh, convenience and time to people, right? So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um. You had said a quote, Corey, this weekend that I really loved, and I think it's so appropriate that we end this session on self and relationship with self. You had said, betray yourself. No, sorry. People can betray themselves by how they portray themselves. Yes. And so what brought that on was our conversation as we're having relationships with other people. Um sometimes we pretend to be something we're not. And that is the worst thing you can do for self love, Mm -hmm. um, self awareness, because you're not being who you are and you're not saying what you really think. Right. So that really just meant a lot to me because I've spent a lot of time betraying myself by portraying to be something that I'm not. Right. In my past life. In a climate like this where everyone is trying to be PC, politically correct, and attempting to be politicians, we're easily entering into a lying tongue, Mm. for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. 
That's I, our go-to, right? Yeah, it's a go-to because we, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to yeah. upset anyone. And even though we know we don't believe this, we're going to say it just to make sure everyone is happy and everyone's mm-hmm. okay. But at the end of the day, you've betrayed yourself. And eventually, it will come out. What's done in the dark will come to the light, whether it's and good, bad, or indifferent. Now, yeah. if you're one of those kind of people, like, if I commit, I'm committed. And and I, it's not a betrayal to me because that's what I'm committing to. And I will tell people, I stayed there because that's what I knew I was going to do. And whatever happens is going to happen. Now, that's someone else's betrayal to themselves where it's my truth. I believe what I believe. And that's that's a part of what I know people can't control in me. Right. And so I don't attempt to tr- change that in other people. But please don't betray yourself by what you're portraying to others. Right. And so that leads into the relationships we have with people. Because um, what kind of relationships are you in if you have to portray yourself as something that you're not misrepresent, you know, who you are? Um, and then you had said earlier how important it is that we accept people where they're at and love them where they're at. And so we deserve that same thing too. Absolutely. You yeah. know, so relationships, we mentioned a whole bunch of them and I wanted to focus on familial relationships. Family love is huge. Familia. Familia. And I think that's the same in Filipino actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was such a great surprise. A friend of mine reached out and said, Hey, what are you doing Saturday? And I said, not doing too much, actually, just going to read and, you know, journal stay at home or do things locally. And that was really the plan. And as I'm texting her, I'm texting Michaela, our daughter. And I didn't realize I had done this, but I said, hey, what are you doing today? And she said nothing. And she told me what she she was planning to do, too, is really just chilled stuff. And I and she asked me in return what I was up to. And instead of saying really what I was up to, here's what I said. I said, well, Corey and Nathan are going to have a father and son day. Oh, you left the cat out of the bag. <laughs> oh, well, you can expand on okay. it. And then she, so she was thinking, is mom hinting? Like, does she want to do a mother-daughter thing? Because Corey's going out. And I really wasn't. I just was curious. And so we ended up having a day out and let me tell you how special it made me feel. And I am so thankful that we have the relationships that we do with our kids. Yeah. Um, so she took me to get a massage and I have not had a massage in over two years. And so, and we went to like the real deal, like, you know, Asian, and they have all their little things that they do. And I mean, she didn't even ask me, Corey. She didn't even say, she didn't introduce herself. She didn't say, hey, you know, do you want a gentle massage, uh, medium? Do you want <laughs> me to She just body slammed yeah, you on the table and got to work. she was just like on it. I was like, and she was putting all her body parts on me. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. So, and, and she's like, she asked me one time, are you okay? And this is what I'm saying about betraying yourself because you're portraying yourself to be something that you're not. not yeah. So I was portraying to be strong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got this. You're, right. little, you know, your little self on me. <laughs> I could do this. I need this. 
And I was, and that was it. Once I gave her the green light, she went to town. Oh my! Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she did the hot stones. That had never, I'd never experienced that. That was pretty cool. Now she definitely woke up parts of my body that I was like, okay, I'm gonna feel a little bit of pain or discomfort the tonight or the day after, and I just took that as in my body's been asleep and it is time to wake it up. Yeah, man. Right. So then, and then after that we had sushi and, and she came over and we played our favorite video game. So I was just like, wow, I love this relationship. I need this relationship in my life. It's so good for me. And it's just something when you see your, your kid who's grown up into such a responsible adult and who is able to give love back and express that, like I couldn't have been prouder. Oh yeah, those are the proud moments when you say that that's my kid. Right. I did that, you know. Right. <laughs> and so, for, same thing for me. Um, and I don't know if it was a plan or or what. Well, I, I know it wasn't a plan. I I know for a fact, and I'll tell you why. Um, Nathan came in and he said he wanted to talk to me one day, mm. and I was tired, and mm. I knew I had to go to the studio and get some work done. After an eight-hour day, and I was already in some pain because I've been having some shoulder pain, I just really wanted to get to the work, get it done so I can go to bed. And so I didn't realize that I had brushed him off. Mm. And when he told, he didn't tell me I brushed him off, but he told me I was trying to talk to you. But mom explained that right after work is probably not the best time to talk to you. And I said, oh, man, I I feel bad about that. So I said, Mm -hmm. I need to cut out some time and and just spend some time with Nate. But I'll figure it out. So I got a text saying, hey, are you busy right now? I need to talk to you. So I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm free. Here's a good time to have this conversation. So he he came to me and he said, what do you say we go to the movies on Saturday? And I'm like, "Uh, my my typical (laughs) self is backpedal get out of it you know you got work to do and then i said you know what i'm trying to decompress i'm trying to pull this plug to rest a little bit more yeah let's do it why not so he takes me to see spider-man and it was a very enjoyable movie i had a great time um i'm not really big on theaters but i was able to block that out and and just focus on the movie and i had a great time and we we got a chance to talk a little bit connect and just really enjoy this the, the love amongst father and sons oh, yeah. yeah yeah i don't ever want to take for granted when people want to spend time with us yeah. especially our kids you know yeah because i know there are a lot of people like oh they don't even call me or they don't talk to me or you know they're busy with their lives and I just think it's so coincidental that we're doing this topic in February and then that has popped up for us. And then Instacart, who's beneath, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have to go grocery shopping while I was out with Kayla because I knew I would just be able to order it and it would be done. And I'm going to, I'm going to add this uh, little point in here while, while we're here. I, and I, I want to do this because I need blended families to understand that just because your children are not your biological children, or maybe Mm. your father or mother is not your biological mother, which Nathan and Kayla are not my biological children, but we've grown a relationship to where I feel like that's my child. Mm -hmm. I've been here since they were very young and I've had a hand in raising them. And so nobody can tell me any different. 
So for you blended families, fathers, do me a favor. Make that extra step to make that connection with your son or daughter, sons or daughters, to connect that family properly. It's our job. It falls on us. And if our families aren't connected, it's on us as the men of the household. I know a lot of people don't understand that and don't want to accept that, but that's the facts. Right, right. And so the definition of family, definitely there's blood ties to it. And we're also talking about family where you've grown that relationship where it's just as if you were their father or you are their mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and don't make less of that. Don't make that seem not as important as blood relationships. Because to me, I remember Corey, when uh, we were saying goodbye to my cousin who passed away, you had said that it was so important to you because she chose you to be family. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. And you have, 